So now we're listening to the glories of Raj Mandal going to the Vaishnava Parampara as it has been glorified by the Parampara and by engaging in such Shavan Kirtan. One will get the Seva Adhikar in Nityavraj. By Sadhan Siddhi can be had. Raja will not be attained. As long as the Priyaparikars of Raj and their Leelas with Sri Bhagavan, as long as one doesn't listen to such glories and cannot remember such glories, then how can he hope to achieve Siddhi? Such remembrance should be eternal. Or else. can we possibly control the mind? We try to control the mind for some time, but it's not possible. As long as the mind does not get this rasa, then it will always uh, it will always collect day and night, the objects of the senses. Even the mind does not know what's collecting, it still it wants. What, anyhow it desires anything that it wants. Engaging in the senses and collecting the objects, saying, help me. And sometimes the senses become uh, very uh, tired. Still the mind is very restless. It will keep wandering here and there. And without collecting the objects of the senses, the mind cannot be at peace. Therefore, mind is the cause of bondage and liberation. The mind is always collecting many impurities. You say the mind is uh, to remember Bhavat Lila Parikars. Then by such influence, the mind will no longer be restless. From Dehamashritam, the then by Bhagavan he appears the form of a human life form. And with these Leelas of Bhagavan, if one listens to the Kirtan of these Leelas, then certainly he will achieve the highest destination which is Bhagavad Seva in a Prakat approach. So therefore, Bhagavan he appears to, to bestow his compassion on the Bhaktas. Anukraya Bhaktanam Manusham Devamashritam appears in a human-like form. Udham Manushalingam Yamnilaka Vattavurivako Nanomayavyanti Nanamantiti Saksha Udham Param Brahma Manushalingam
and this Parabrahma has appeared as human-like form. This is Maharaj. Now this is really this you just say, Bhagavan himself has appeared in your house and he has accepted you as his relatives. Even if, even if we cannot have his darshan anywhere else, surely we can have his darshan in your house. He is always present with his bhaktas. No need to go to any temple or any tirtha. Just go to the houses of his devotees. There Bhagavan is always present. Why? This Katha. By remembering this Katha, by speaking this Katha. Bhagavan is a relation on Sad. In other places, then one may have some mundane understanding about Bhagavan. But by going to the residences of his bhaktas, then Bhagavan will surely be had there. Therefore, therefore, at all times, Bhagavan's leelas should be remembered. There is no better sadhana than this. Shavan and then Anu Kirtan. And then once one says Shavan Kirtan, then Smaran will certainly be here. Inevitably. Because if you want to engage the mind, then you have to engage it. Make it relish the Leela Katharas, Sri Bhagavan. And the mind will not run here and there. It will be liberated. Then it will no longer be conditioned or collect the objects of the senses. If one of them Tagore has written, Shaya Shadiya Kabi Shuddha Pimon, Kabi Amahira Boshi Vrindavan. Then leave aside this Vishay and make your mind pure, or else you are engaged in thinking about Vishay. Think what will happen, what is going to happen. And the dog is thinking, I am carrying the entire bullock cart. And because the dog is thinking, if I stand still, then the bullock cart will no longer move. Why is the dog thinking this way? Because the dog is going underneath the bullock cart. So the dog is thinking, I am carrying this cart. But actually the bull is carrying it. So similarly, one, one person, he is like the dog. He thinks he is carrying everything. But Bhagavan is taking responsibility for everything. For everyone. Bhagavan himself has said, Nagishara Sarvabhutanam, that he is sure he is present in everyone's hearts. But the Jiva, how is he? He is like the Yantra. He is, he is mounted on this body, which is like a vehicle. And they say, he's, Maya is doing everything, but he is thinking, I am doing everything. Or else he is thinking, who will take responsibility? It's not for me who will take responsibility, but who are you in the first place? You have taken responsibility only for certain days. Tomorrow, day after, you may, if you may become an invalid, then who will take responsibility? Saying, oh, I have aged parents, I have children, I have to take responsibility for their lives. So Gurudev, he used to speak of one story. 
I used to say that once once one person he used to go to the sadhu in every day he used to be kathar of the sadhu and this way his mind became absorbed in bhajan start point telakan mala he was serving the sadhu and this way he would go make the grasses happy because not disturb anyone Because if you disturb anyone, then how can you do sadhana? Then your mind will not be equipoised. So he'll also go to the sadhu. So one day, this is how he asked the sadhu. That, that who is the well-wisher in this world? Who is your well-wisher? Who? So he said, my wife, my children, they're my well-wishers. They're my parents, my brothers. All, they are my... relatives and well-wishers. And he said, all right. Now you go home and you see a, your house has been made. Previously, if you go to the mountain, then there, uh, these houses are made on stilts. Stilts means uh, like uh, they're like large poles on which houses are erected to protect the houses from flooding and earthquake and all these things they made of stilts so then he he said go there in between these stilts these columns and then you engage in become absorbed in samadhi make an asana and become absorbed in samadhi then you'll see who is most dear to you because you are in this material world so therefore Now you don't know who is your dear well-wisher while you're still in this material world. So then he went home and he put the asana on. He sat there and then slowly, gradually, he, this yam, niyam, asana, pranayam, dhyan, dharana, and then he becomes open samadhi. And then he said, the pillar was in between and he put the asana and he becomes open samadhi. And everyone saw he's not even breathing. So I thought he was dead. So I called his Guruji. He used to always go to the sadhu. Maybe the sadhu has done something to him. Now he has died. Prematurely. So I called Guruji. And Guruji came and he said, You see, I'll go into meditation. And then I'll let me see if I can save him or not. Another went into meditation, and then he said, "When you can be saved in one way." He said, "Who is most dear to him?" Then he said, "He's my son." The mother said, "Father said he's my son." The wife said, "He's my husband." Children said, "He's my father." The other said, "He's my brother." He's my, he's my uncle. All these things. Elder brother, they say, they all start saying, "We are most dear to." Sadhu said, all right. So then the Sadhu said, I can bring him back to life if someone gives his life or her life in exchange. You have so many people to so give your life and then 
if you give your life then he can be revived brought back to life and if you just step forward and give your life and i can bring him back to life then by your life i can bring him back and when the father came saying he is your son bring your life he is your son he said how can i give my life oh my wife is still alive i have other children also you see I have my daughter-in-law who will look after them if I go. He said, okay, mother, you give, he's your son. You give your life in exchange. So she said, who will serve my husband if I give my life? So many other sons, who will look after them, the children? And he said, all right. The wife is most dear. The wife said, give your life. She said, I'm the only daughter of my father. So this way, if I also live along with him, then my father will look after him. And I have small children who look after these children. Then the father said, he asked the younger sister, he asked the children, no one agreed to give their life. Then they said, oh, Sadhu Maharaj, he is your disciple, so you give your life for him. Because you see, the disciple's life rests with his Guru, so his life is with you. So you give your guru life, because you are all alone, you have no children, you have no wife, no family, so who is there for you? So give your life in exchange for his. And the Sadhu said, all right, I'll give my life for him. And then, he was observed in Samadhi for so many times, and slowly, he... He, he slowly he was he came back to consciousness and then and slowly he when he got back to co- and he fell down on the floor so then the guruji said all right now he's dead and then cut the pillar and bring him out so then they said if you break the the pillars and the house will fall so no need to cut the pillars, rather we'll cut his body in half. Because he's already dead. So what difference does it make if we cut his body in two pieces? But if we cut the pillars of the house, then the house will collapse. And the house collapses and breaks. Then we'll look after the house. So we'll cut his body in two and we'll take him away. So say this person, he was in Samadhi. And he was listening to everything they were saying. And Guruji said, all right, I'll give my life for him, I'll save him. Then Samadhi, Guruji, he, he came, he brought him back to life, and he said, now see who's your near and dear one, just see all of them rejected you. You said they're all very dear to you, but just see how they've rejected you. You see, the, for you see, the pillars of this house, of this house, is more valuable to them than your life itself. They'd rather cut your body in two pieces than breaking the pillars of this house. Then I brought back the life, and the Sadhu said, I'll, I brought him back life, so I'll take him away from here and go. He's mine now. Then again they start shouting at the Sadhu, Oh Sadhu, what are you doing? He's ours. You're breaking our house. Uh, just now he's been brought back to life. Let him eat something. Now no, you go away from here now. Now he's my son. Now he's my husband. He's my father. 
Then Gurudev would say, just see. Once Madhacharya, he went to preach. He is the root of all our Acharyas. So any, any, you see, when he obtained this form of Gopal, he could not be separated from Gopal for even one moment. Wherever he go preaching, he take Gopal with him and go. And then when he was going preaching, he had many disciples. So then once, he went to one place where the Muslims bury everyone. You see, the Muslims have very nice uh, cemeteries. They have very nice gardens. There will be nice wells there, nice wells. They meet there, do namaz. So everything nicely there. Do Ramzan, they do everything. They start doing Archan for Gopal. And they say that all, everyone came, Kazi. They said, what are you doing? They said, what happened? Saying, you are also doing namaz. I'm also offering my pranams to Bhagawan. We're worshipping the same personality. See, this is a pure place. Why can't we do bhajan here? He said, no, no, the Bhatsha, his son has died. Just yesterday we dug him, we dug a grave for him and we buried him. So that is room. His room means his soul. Soul should go to Sarga. Go to Jannat. So therefore we are very sad this boy is dead, so don't do anything here. And Madhacharya said, Alright. And the Bhatsha also came. And he said, Oh, Sadhu, we are very sad. Why? My son has died. And he said, Alright. And he said, all right, you dug him, no, dig him out, dig his body up. Then they dug the grave and they brought the body out. Then said, get this boy out. Then they made the boy sit. Mother Chari gave some chanamrit from Gopal. And he gave some mantra, diksha, and everything. Then he said, no. Mother Chari said, I brought you back to life. Now, who do you belong to? And he said, I belong to you. And he said, All right, now come with me. And Bhatsha said, Oh, Maharaj, he's my son. He said, Give my son back. He said, Just now you buried your son there. How is your son now? I brought him back to life. Here, you don't let me do puja, kirtan, nothing. So, you see. This Gopal, he brought this boy back to life. See, Gopal has come to deliver this boy. Gopal has brought me here to save this boy. This boy belongs to Gopal. So why did you bury him inside? And they asked the boy, Who do you belong to? The boy said, I belong to my guru. But these people, they killed me and they dug a grave and they put me inside. So I'm yours now, I'll stay with you. Then the king said, Oh Maharaj, I'll give you as much gold as you want, equal to his weight. 
Lord Shri Ram will just give the son back. Madhacharya said, your son is buried there. This boy is Sevak of Kupal. The soul is eternal. Soul belongs to Bhagavan. As long as soul doesn't meet Bhagavan, and as, he, as long as soul doesn't receive his mercy, then he's always transmigrating in different species of lives. He has so many. This way his transmigration will continue. And he won't be delivered. So now I've offered him at the feet of Sri Gopal. So I'm leaving now and Gopal can do what he wants. This boy he didn't listen to anyone. And you know, they dragged him, they put him in the house. He said, will you bury me again? I stay with all of you. Then I stay with the demons. Then just see my destination. You buried me. So no one can, you can, none of you can save me. There's no one in this world who can save me. So Sanguruji has saved me. Which means Gopal Seva. They didn't let him go. Anyhow, he left home. So Madhacharya then left to speak Harikata and other places. He was the king of all sannyasis. So he'd go everywhere to Katakita. And when they didn't let this boy go, and this boy, anyhow, like Raghunath Goswami, he behaved like an ordinary boy. And then he was very silent. Silently he was weeping, saying, when can I leave home? Then he left home, and all the way he came to Urpi, he came all the way there. Parshuram performed his tapasyadar. He went and hid in that cave. And then he would come to Atharshan Kupal from that cave. And when they saw that he was a Muslim, the Pujaris didn't let him come inside. So all day and night he would be sitting on the streets, weeping behind the temple. The mantra had given this, Guru had given this mantra, he chanted this mantra. And Gopal, you see, his face had his face was in that direction. But then just to give darshan to this Muslim boy, he broke the wall and then he gave darshan to this boy. So even now if you go to the have darshan of Bhagawan, then you'll see just for this devotee, Bhagawan has turned his face to the other side. And this way even the Bhagawan has been in that position since then. So when Madhacharya came, he saw the disciple between Guru and Shishu. Between Bhagwan and the devotee. Say, say, say. The Purohit, the priest, he establishes a relationship. And Guru, what does he do? He establishes our relationship with Bhagwan. So, who can possibly steal Bhagwan's property? Dulsidas said that if one is not dear, if one is opposed to Bhagwan's seva, then even if one is very dear, he should be given up. Just like how Prahlad gave up his father, and Bali gave up his guru, Sukracharya. Vibhishan gave up his brother, Ravan. Yagipatnis gave up their husbands. So in this way, just by listening to these two lines, he left. Now who could stop him? No one could kill him. He tried to do so many things. So since then, Since then, the Sevaks of Gopal Madhacharya for the first time in the Vaishnava Sampradaya 
he said him then one who is dear to Bhagavan, he will do seva. No consideration of caste and creed. So nearby there is a kunda, Kheetsagar. So the Brahmins, they used to bathe. In this pond. This pond was very beautiful, like milk. But the pond had become dirty now. So Mother Chara, he told the boy, go and bathe in that pond and bring water for Kopal Sabhishek. No one let this boy be in the pond there. But then by the influence of Madhacharya still, the Brahmins, they are thinking, how can this boy come inside? Then Madhacharya, he said, because all of you have bathed in this Tirtha, the Tirtha has become pure because of your sins. Now this boy will bathe here in his Kain Sagar. And as soon as this boy started bathing in the Kunda and got some water, for Abhishek, the water became so pure. So even now if you go, see even millions of people bathe there, still the water is very uh, beautiful and sweet tasting, like distilled water. In the evening, Gopal every day, he goes on a boat in that pond, there's no kavihar. And then he takes some prasad, some food. And then every day they do Pratyatra and Nurupi in the evening. And as long as he goes, and as long as one doesn't go to all the eight temples to have darshan, he gives darshan to all the devotees from the eight months. He meets with everyone every day. Then he accepts their bow and everything. And then he comes and rests. But when he rests, they say, Jagannath, he had this Priya Sevak, Salabeg. They didn't let Salabeg also go inside. Then Jagannath himself, he came running all the way down to give darshan to Salabeg. Then his name became Padit Pavan. And then Salabeg, he would sit there and do Kirtan for Jagannath. In the end, when Salabeg left his body, then many months he stayed in one place. And day and night, he would not do Kirtan. And Jagannath, as Padit Pavan, he would give darshan there. But they won't give Jagannath Mahapsasha Namra to Salabeg. And then Bhagavad Jagannath himself would bring everything for him and feed Salabhega. And when Salabhega left his body, they didn't take his body to Sargadhar. Rather in front of his temple there, they gave him Samadhi. You know, if you go there, Jagannath's, Jagannath's chariot, you see, it stops there. And Jagannath's bow is always offered there. Why? Because he's there to to Bhagavan. Bhagavan has accepted him. If a Gurudev would say, no one is staying in the temple for so many years, 60, 70 years, but he doesn't have prem for Bhagavan, doesn't have ruchi for Bhakti, he has no faith in the sadhu, he does not have this feeling of uh, gratitude towards Guru. But then one person who has just come yesterday, he has all good qualities and qualification. Even if he doesn't have, still Bhagavan has accepted him. He, he has left this uh, illusion of Maya, come to the ashram. So offer your pronouns to him, respect him. Don't drag him, thinking, oh, he just came yesterday, who is he, let me torture him. Saying, you taunt him and trying to break break his heart. Because even if one drop of his uh, tear falls on the ground, then life after life you will suffer in hell. 
even if one tear falls and you'll suffer in hell life after life why because bhagwan has called him here to the temple rasul come here to the temple who will come here so if anyone comes here don't disrespect him then zavagya nada to prabhu madacharya then he spoke and then the king found out his son was there and the king about all his wealth came there saying don't don't make my son sad he's a prince since then nudupi every day they give prasad every day 20000 people eat prasad there every day 20 50000 everyone gets his prasad gopal where will you go they wash your hands they give you a plate they give you a glass they give very nice prasad there and they serve you in all ways so what did the king do he gave his entire wealth there to madhacharya and then he said no near sevak you can take whatever you wish from me and madhacharya took everything through in the river and he said oh maharaj he said you cannot buy bhagwan buy your wealth You say one, how can if he is very wealthy, you think he can buy Bhagwan or buy a sadhu? Sadhu will become his. That oh, let me give him as much money as I want and buy him, control him. But a sadhu is not greedy for such things. Wherever there is Bhagwat Prem, Bhagwan is only controlled by Prem. By seeing such Premi Bhaktas, sadhus become very happy. Bhagwan's happiness is Guru's happiness. So Maharaj would say, that you say, don't criticize anyone. Chaitanya Bhava Pranananda Stakuri has said, don't criticize anyone. When according to Sukriti Sanskari has come there, you see then Maharaj would say, that one person has come and like he's only 10 years old but he's already done tapasya for 100 years so he's already accepted him bhagwan he has so much uh, so many impressions from his previous life but you are like uh, this old day tree you have no proper fruits of flowers all they have been for many many years but you see the other person is coming newly he has all good qualities so and this way, how can you identify a sadhu sadhu one whose sansar is about to come to an end his material existence come is about to come to an end who surrender to bhagwan he will come samaraj so with sir message katha not just his instructions but also how by less love one can do bhagwat vasan samaraj so you would speak all these things So yesterday we heard we heard about Krishna his head was shaved and then this big festival was arranged and then Kargacharya came there and then he said oh Nanda why did you disobey me you didn't listen to me so now your boy will you will be separated from your son now as long as you you wouldn't have done anything then he would have been your son 
But now that you made this nice ceremony for him, so now you will be separated from him. Therefore, in Braj, there is a rule. In Braj, there is no value to sanskars, purificatory rites. See, Sadhu Santas come, you give Madhukari to him. Saying, Oh, Baba, do some bhajan kirtan. Give and give some blessings to our son. But now that you make a big ceremony, and why? Without pleasing Prabhu, Priti, nothing can please him except this. So, Karagacharya then he told Nanda, and everyone became very sad. They became so sad. And meanwhile, Naradashi, Brahmaji, Shutakur, all the Devi Devatas, Indra, Varun, Chandra, they all came and started praying, Oh Prabhu, how long will you stay here in Braj? Play with your friends. Because the whole world is being tormented by these demons. So you've come to take away this burden of earth, Priti Devi. So will you, will, you, will you just be here in Braj and not do anything else? Prabhu could have done everything in one moment. Well, just killing demons could have easily been done just by his desire. Gauraj Goswami said that Krishna is Lila Purushottam. He never uh, kills demons. Rather, he kills demons Bhagavan is Lila Purushottam. He doesn't think through Vishnu he has all these demons killed. But now what happened? So in he is Brahmanya Devaya. So how can you disobey him? His words. Therefore, you think first before you do anything. Or else, if once you've done something, then you get some fruit, then you'll suffer. Then what is used? Then of lamenting. So when he saw, then they became very sad. They didn't receive such a devotee than Vaikuntha or Tharaka or Ayodhya. See, one can offer some bow, ring a bell, but the Sakas, you see what they do? They eat something, this is very nice. They eat half the sweet and put the other half in Krishna's mouth. They say, they water, they, they don't think, oh, is this, is this sweet, is this chili, is this sour? So first they eat something and then they feed Krishna. And then this Priti of Raj, which is full of so much rasa, cannot be had anywhere else. So then they say, don't want to leave Prabhu also. Don't want to go far away from him. But when Karagacharya, he had to be respected, and Bhagavan's leaders had to take place. So therefore, at that time, he said, 
once as one king of this Raghuvansh. He was a Suryavanshi in the Sun Dynasty. He say that you have a rule that as many Brahmadevas or Rishimarsis are there, you should not disrespect them, disobey them, you worship them nicely. Similarly, in the world, everyone will be served. Shrikamata, without serving the sadhus, she will not do anything else. So they say, they appeared, this king came before the Rahukul. So there, all the Shrikamashi sadhus would come to his door. And he would every day feed them. And during Chaturmasa, Raji said, Oh Maharaj, we have made our residence there on the bank of the river Saryu. You know, with some heart made of leaves in there, we'll follow Chaturmasavrat and do Tikita and Jagya and things. Then Maharaj said, All right, it's my great fortune. I'll make all angels for you, Vasal. Then he said, If you want to arrange something, then you know, then Chaturmasav, we only eat once. In evening, when the yoga ends, when you go to bed, then Saryu, then Chandrani, and then for one time, we eat only once the Savishana. Means these fruits and roots, very simple food. Like this, uh, all these roots, roots, and this, uh, you boil them. So you accept something only once. This remnants of Bhagavan. This is called Havishan. So then there are many Rishi Maharshis. So we arranged Vishamachal, Dud, milk, ghee, and then make kheer, fruits and roots, everything would be made, all arrangements. Meanwhile, one Brahmin, he came. And he said, Oh Maharaj, I want to serve you selflessly just give me service the Rishi Maharshi I'll go for them every day take their plates away and then make all arrangements for us washing pots distributing everything I'll do everything just kindly accept me so I said alright you're a Brahmin you want to serve so he asked Rishi Maharshi So she asked, if you accept this boy in seva, then I'll give this. So meanwhile, the rishis, they are impartial. They said, oh king, you know what to do best, more than even us. But just make sure nothing bad happens. So then, so he was a demon. He had appeared as a brahmin. And what did he do? When everything was cooked, then he made all these fruits and roots on one day. And then another day, he, he made meat. And when the Shimarshis just uh, sat on his leaves, then they heard a voice from the sky Don't eat anything here. Everything here has been mixed with meat. It was mass. 
Mass just mean doesn't mean only the only the flesh and meat of animals, no. Mass means just not eat Urdal, Parmal, Loki, Sarsutil, Masasiral. All these things you should not eat. Carrots, beans. So this way, you should not eat these different kinds of shark during these four months or these drumsticks. So they are all, they're all mixed with meat. So what did he do? He made shark and he made everything but then he mixed meat with it, pieces of meat. And they said, hey, don't eat that. It's mixed with meat. And everyone's got up and they left. And then he ran away after distributing everything. Now it become big sevak, but he ran away. Then Maharaj he came. The Rishi Maharshis, they told Maharaj what happened. Some Rishis are in the mode of passion. They said, oh Maharaj. Oh, what have you done? You engage demons in seva. You want to break, you want to make us, you want to pull you to our wrath. And some people not even educated. They say, such people should not be engaged in Rishi Maharshi Seva. They will never realize the true value of it. Therefore, you give nice advice. So they say he became a demon. Then she's left because they cursed him, saying he was trying to feed his meat. But his wife, she performed austerities for so many years and she pleased him. Then he said, All right. He said, He will be delivered after years. And it was also a huge lila, uh, huge pastime. Nevord said, So you don't know from where he has come, which particular circumstances does he come from. So Guruji would say, first he would send them first to the temple or sometimes to the kitchen for cooking. Sometimes they say, oh, I've taken Diksha now. I want to go into the kitchen. Then Guruji said, no, you'll not go into the kitchen. So no, I'll have to go. I've taken Diksha now. He said, no, I want to go in the temple. He said, no. He said, no, you do Seva and you wash baths. Said no. Once there was an Acharya of Chaitanya Bhakti Kusam Shraman Gosai Maharaj. Once there was one person, one big scholar in Kolkata. He was very nice. He, was, he used to have a high, high paying job. Tell Maharaj, I come to the temple. Now I'm going to be Brahmachari, so you kindly give me Diksha. So I'll give you Diksha. Every day you must wash baths and you must uh, clean everything and then I'll give you Diksha. He said, how can I do all these things? Oh, I have so many people working under me and how can I sweep the floor and wash the baths? so oh, I cannot do this. And he said, you go away from here. And after some years, after like 15, 20 years, there, they came to Howdah Station, some devotees, and there they saw there was one person, tall person, he was carrying a broom on his shoulder. And then he was sweeping the platforms in the railway station there. Why? Because he did not listen to Guru then. 
then now he lost everything now harish chandra became like you see this uh, gatekeeper of this cemetery see harish chandra was king and now he was burning bodies there in the cemetery so maharaj was going there he said you come once to chaitanya mat then he stood there he said oh guruji i didn't listen to you is here to suffer so much now no i wish now see i'm sleeping here now i'm for free i'm sleeping all these platforms now and if someone gives you one or two paisa then i just stay here in this platform now i don't have anything i just stay in railway station now is at least now we come to the temple i do seva there there you love everything me living said bhagwan seva is thinking oh, how can i Sweep, how can I wash pots? How I want to be the pujari? Oh, oh, I want to go in the kitchen and cooking there. Then I'll be respected so much. When we came to the temple, Guruji would tell us, "If you want to do matwas, then you'll have to wash the pots every day, and you'll have to sweep the floor." In Odisha, some sevak he came from Odisha. So the manager of the temple he said, "There's so many stairs there. Just sweep the stairs because there's so much dust coming. So many vehicles are going on the road because then there was the main road there. That time, that time, it, all the vehicles would go to Agra from there. Then the bypass was made after some time. So I told him, 'You just make sure you, you wipe the stairs. See, morning, evening, just sweep the floor and the stairs.'" Then the manager asked him, "Why didn't you sweep the stairs? It was so dusty." He said, "Oh, now I don't have strength anymore." He said, "He said, he said, he said seven times you swept the stairs." He said, "Not in once you sir." He said, "Oh, in Odia he was saying that I went to pass seven times." means i went and passed all seven times and now you're telling me to sweep the so this way he told the manager that you're telling me you told me to sweep the stairs but i thought you went and told me to pass so this way i passed all seven times now he said then he said i told you to sweep the stairs but instead that you're doing this then he said oh i have diarrhea what to do then he said seven times you told me to sweep the stairs because no dia it means to go to the bathroom So he said, "I have gone to the bathroom following instructions. So now I have no strength in my body now, because there was some misunderstanding in language. You see, in this way, in in one language you say something, in another language they mistake something else. They take something else. So there is always some miscommunication according to one's language." So he said, "You don't listen to me." He said, "No, I'll not stay in the temple. Now I'll leave." He said, "Oh, you see, where will you leave? Your karma will go with you. In the temple, your karma can be." stopped but this karma will go where we go you know no way your karma will take you then see once is see once one is the king then now he's again become a street beggar before gurudev would say even if one does little save on the temple then then prabhu he saying he he gets bored how is doing so 
See, no, he's not doing. Here he's doing Bhagavan Seva. One should not think. Oh, the pujari, he's very, he has so much respect. See, the pujari and the storekeeper. They're always, they always fall down very quickly. But you see, one ordinary sevak, he has everyone's mercy. In Mathura, you see, I had washed so many pots that my fingers almost melted away. Because that time there was no soap. That time we had to take these ashes. Then these ashes, after burning wood and konang patties, take these ashes and use the ashes to wash pots. And also the water was very salty. And sometimes it was so cold. 11 and 12 in the night. And then we had to wash pots. Or else we don't have pots. Then how can we offer boga in the morning? So there we had to wash these pots there. And make sure we don't make any sound there. Because Gurudev is resting. So one day I saw, I tied a cloth around the tap and I was washing all the pots, making sure the water was dripping very slowly or else Maharaj would wake up. Then I saw, it was very cold. Then I saw Maharaj, he was sitting behind me, standing and he called the manager. And the manager also is very aged, 60 years old. So and then I could not see anything also. So then Maharaj and the manager, they were also washing pots along with me. And I was thinking, who is washing pots along with me in this darkness, pitch black darkness? And then I looked behind and I saw it was Gurudev. And Gurudev was saying, all the others were sleeping and snoring. No, they were thinking, this is not Bhagavan Seva. Then you see what will become of them. Once Karthik Parikrama was going on, then Maharaj was going with everyone there. And my Guru Maharaj also come there. So that also we had a kitchen on the roof. So I went to the bazaar, I was cutting vegetables. And then there was a small place, sitting place near me. There I saw someone was making some sound. It was an open roof. So I was thinking maybe some monkey has come. But there I saw my Guru Maharaj also cutting vegetables with me. And I said, oh, my Guru Maharaj is also cutting vegetables. Because that day had not gone on Parikrama. I should say, all the Seva of Bhagavan. They never think of it as insignificant. From my own eyes I have seen. I'm not being proud. So see how our Guru Vargar, they do everything. This is during this Magar Sankranti. Then... Maharaj, he'd call all the brahmacharis. All of you will go on Biksha. So who'll cook for Thakurji? I'll cook, he said. At that time, he was uh, more than eight years old. Nearly eight years old. So, you know, said, Maharaj, you cannot cook. I'll cook and then I'll go on Biksha and I'll come back by three o'clock. He said, no. He said, you also go today. He will also go on Biksha today. See, the Brahmajari should not sit. He doesn't do Biksha. He doesn't give Guru Dakshana. He doesn't do Guru Seva. Then your mantra will never bear fruit. Krishna and Baldev, they own themselves went on Biksha. And they gave them Sandipani Muni. So we go there. We go almost every day because then I do all my Seva and then go. Then Maharaj, he came there and he said, No, go. He said, I'll cook now. 
He said, oh, it's such a big pot, so you cannot cook. He has to bring water. You know, everything is nicely decorated here. But that time, there was only a little jira. That also had to be hidden away. That time, there was only like 150 grams of oil. That, and the 150 grams of oil should be used in the morning and evening for cooking. Even if 50 people, even if cooking would be done 50 or 100 people, still 100 grams of oil could be used. That's it, not more than that. And Brahmacharis also had to save that oil because they had to make pakodis from there, alubaja or something. So then Maharaj, anyhow, he said, All of you go. All of you go on Bhiksha. So then Maharaj, he called the manager, Dhammashala manager. Who is his god brother? Kunjibiari Prabhu. So they didn't know where there was Mathura, there's only salty water. And you see, the dal can never be cooked in salty water. Rice will not boil in salty water. So they, put, they cooked everything in salty water. And then after um, there I came, at 10 o'clock, I finished like one round of my bhikshas. And I emptied them in the temple. I have to go to another place then. And then I saw that they're cooking, trying to cook, and the dal is still not cooked yet because it's cooked in salty water. And then I could not say anything also because they're very senior. And I was thinking what to do. And the rice was also there. Salt, everything was there. And everything wasn't being cooked nicely because salty. Water. Then I didn't say anything. Then I lit another stove. Then I may again cook three or four items. And then I went on Miksha. And I returned again at three in the afternoon. But still, you see, everything was still being cooked. And rice had become like stones, rice and dal. It hadn't been cooked yet. Then Maharaj said, oh, you know some black magic, huh? Because you know some black magic, because you're, you, you're a Bengali, you know black magic. Because Maharaj and his godbrothers are Hindustanis. Maharaj was from Bihar and Kunjibari Prabhu was from Uttarakhand, this mountainous region. And he said, surely you have done something. That is, why is this rice and dal not boiling? Five, six hours we are trying to boil this rice and dal. And salty water. Because how can anything be cooked in salty water? I said, oh, today Thakurji has performed nicely. La. So then, Maharaj and the manager, they just put some, took some water and put it in the fire pit and they left. Then the Brahmacharis, they came, then quickly we did something. We offered boga. Then they said, now how come it's boiled, the rice and dal? Because then we had hidden that other th the other unboiled rice and dal somewhere else. So I said, good questions, I know everything. Once during Kartik, once called, it, called me in the morning, 8 or 9 in the morning. So said, today you make here for Thakurji. Then I said, all right. So I'll make more ghee today. Many devotees are there. But then when I came there, so then there were some, some devotees. And then they would tell me many things. Because I wouldn't say anything to them. Because my position is just a servant. So just tell me everything, I just listen.
You said today don't make here. Today you bring rabdi, and you make uh, rasgullas. We'll give you money just buy something from the shop. Everyday rating here. Today is a nice tithi. So bring all these sweets to him. And I said no, Guru just told me to make here. I said no, oh, everyday here is being made. So today we'll get rabdi and rasgulla from the sweets, from the sweet shop. And then this way, I bought all the sweets. We offered boga. And this prasadi, when the plate went to Gurudev, and Gurudev, we saw all the pots there. Then, he said there was no kheer. Then he called me. He said, I told you to make kheer. So then he said, they told me not to make kheer. They said, still get rabdi and rasgullas. We'll give you. Gurudev start shouting. And then he sat on the cot. He said, they are they, your Guru. Or are you under their shelter or my shelter? You haven't understood my words and you're not following. No, I don't want to take Prasad. No, Gurudev was upset. Because the seva they are doing, they are absorbed in the lila, they know everything. They are conditioned souls, what can we know? What they are thinking, what they are doing. And this way, Bhagavad was offered, the temple was closed. There was some milk. Guru was always doing Nityamansi seva, offering Bhagavad, so they know what to offer. So then meanwhile, when Bhakta came from Vrindavan, he bought some kheer and then he offered some boga to Thakurji and he bought this kheer. And he came to Gurudev. Because Gurudev, he had disciples everywhere. No one would come empty-handed to see him. Everyone brings something or the other. Maharaj would like dal pudi, parota, chutney, this kashi fal, sabji, pakodi. No one would come empty-handed. Whatever Boga they'd offer, they bring to Gurudev. So he had brought Kheer, one devotee from Vrindavan to Mathura. He told Gurudev, today in my dream I saw that you ordered me to make Kheer for Thakurji today. So I made Kheer today, now you take a little of this Kheer. See, then you see Thakurji's little. Here Gurudev told me, I didn't make Kheer. I disobeyed. But on the other side, you see, he inspired someone else to make here. Then he called me, saying, Come here. Then he put this kir inside my hand. I said, Where did this kir come from? Then he said, If you will not make, will others not make then? And I was crying so much. And he said, Guru Agya, which are you? will have to listen. What do I say? if you listen to the others, then they will be ruined. What do Guruji says, you'll have to follow. Then you'll achieve your auspiciousness. So then for the little kheer, he made like a small pot of kheer. And Gurudev, he 
in when, when three o'clock also no one eaten anything everyone was standing there because Maharaj is not eating Prasad so will eat there was no one like that who would just eat before Gurudev and go to the hotel and the dhaba and go eat something this we no one had even thought of like this before in Gurudev he gave that kheer and then in the evening he came for Katha and then that day the Prasad was cooked remained as it is then the evening again cooking was done so and then since then we never did anything that would be opposed to him you know what was happening I pray I ask for permission and then according to his desire inspiration I do some say something to me but I listen but as long as his desire is not there I never do even I become hungry and starve Because the words of Sadhu, Santa, not different from Bhagavan. I want to do something different, then how will we do? We'll be ruined. We'll be ruined in a very horrible way. Or else, in Navdeep, there should be big festivals. And so many, once in Mathura, during Karthik, Kheer was made. And then there are some children, very strong, what do they do? They said, Guru, they have shown me to do seva. They said, all right, go. Big, there was this big steel container of kheer. Time. They made like, so much kheer. And they said, we'll take this kheer. And as they bring this kheer out, they slipped. And then they went and fell inside this big pot of kheer. And this kheer was like burning hot. The kheer was condensed, not like... And the entire body was burnt. By this kheer. When his body was inside this kheer, no. So then Maharaj, he came there. And he took him to the hospital. So anyhow, cutting his flesh. And anyhow, he survived. But in the end, he... He could not stay in the temple because he, of his burns. So what do Guru Varga say? What they want? So if you pray there to those who are near to them, then you should speak, try to be patient, listen. My Guru Varga should say, be patient. Gradually everything will be done. Don't be impatient, hasty, clumsy. Or else I want to be, I'll be, no, I don't want to be behind. Because I only want to, I only want to do those services that Guruji will see. Then he'll praise me, oh, he's doing so much. I won't do the ones that he doesn't see. But he's Antaryami, he knows everything. So therefore, Santwani is Guru. This is very auspicious for us. Now we'll listen tomorrow.